Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Girls Chat Podcast with Bolt Production and your host Daria. As we are officially in 2022 and you may be in the process of booking some exciting trips for yourself or your friends, we've got you covered with everything travel connected. From tips and tricks we've learned over the years to things we just wished we knew before we traveled abroad. Here to cover it all with me is Jill Delaney, our next guest. So tune in and be prepared for your next great adventure. So Jill, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi guys, my name is Jill Delaney. I am a officially an alumni now. I guess I'm officially an alumni now. I oh just graduated. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Uh, I just graduated St. John's with a degree in communication arts with a track in media management with a double minor in business administration and English. It is a mouthful, I know. But <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so proud and amazed and Jill is amazing person, absolutely wonderful. Um, um, <laughs> to our travel segment so um what is your experience traveling have you ever kind of have you always traveled in group have you ever traveled alone what's kind of your experience with travel in general are we are we are we good are we bad (laughs) so i have an interesting experience with traveling because uh, growing up, we used to have our family vacation, and we always used to fly down to Florida, and we would go down to Disney and Bush Gardens and Universal, and when I was younger, I was fine. You could throw me on a plane, and I would be A-okay, no big deal, where are we going, what are we doing, uh, and then, I don't know, something in me flipped, and now I'm scared to travel. <laughs> Uh, when I was in high school, it was the first trip that I went down to Florida with my dad after my mom passed away. First time I was down there, the first night, uh, there was a giant sinkhole in oh the building God. next to mine. <laughs> yeah, what did you do about the sinkhole? First night we were there, my dad had run out of the hotel room to go get uh, some stuff for the room. Uh, to ask for things for, I believe it was sheets. And I was in bed already. I was minding my business. I was going to sleep. And I started hearing cracking. And I didn't really think anything of it because the TV was on and everything. And, you know, wasn't paying too much attention. All of a sudden, my dad comes flying into the room. Jill, get up. The building next to ours is sinking. He rips open the blinds and the building's already half on the ground. So that was crazy uh, because my bedroom was facing where the building was. So you had like a prime view of this building just completely going to the ground. And I mean, like this was a huge like condo apartment style complex in this resort (laughs) i would be terrified and i mean terrified yeah it was it was not (laughs) it was a night (laughs) um because 
immediately, it's the building right next to mine. So it's my building, a small like water feature pond, and then the building that's sinking. So we're flying out of our room to go, go watch outside uh, this building collapsing into the ground. And <laughs> the lake started, the little pond thing started draining into where the sinkhole was. So we're losing ground quickly. And the gas lines that went to the building that was sinking burst. So the whole, like, in the air, it smelled like if you just lit a match, the whole place would just blow up. And it was terrifying. The power is cut. There's tons of people, like, they have to rescue the people who are in the building because there was, you know, it was nighttime. People were going to bed. Thank God nobody uh, was killed. They got everybody out. But watching this building slowly go into the ground over the course of the night was absolutely insane. And we were up the entire night because obviously we couldn't go back to our room because, you know, it was starting to affect the integrity of our building. My question is like, is that the instance that like absolutely terrified you? Maybe we're gonna like pinpoint, like did it start today and just go worse or was there something before? I think this is probably the first portion of where my anxiety with traveling started. The second instance I would say was that uh, I was visiting family friends in Florida and it was the first time that I wasn't flying with my dad and I had gone down to Florida with my family friends because they were up in New York and I was going back with them for my birthday and then but I had to fly home by myself and to be honest I was a little nervous like I wasn't crazy like I was okay but then I was alone in a row by myself and then there was sick turbulence and literally my fingernails were like making indents in the seat because I can't do turbulence. Every time there's really bad turbulence on a flight, I always think like, oh God, this is it. And to be alone, I don't know. I think that maybe, maybe that's what triggered it. I really don't know. But between the sinkhole and then sick turbulence flying by myself for the first time and panicking, <laughs> uh, I've been a little, I've been a little leery traveling since. But I can understand that because for our travelers, um, Jill was telling me multiple times that she's very anxious to travel and I couldn't really understand why and now I do. <laughs> because first of all, who wouldn't be scared if like literally a natural disaster would happen to the building next to you? And then I do have my own turbulence story where I thought like where literally at a certain point I told myself, okay, this is the moment you're dying. Like, that's <laughs> oh, no. it. It was flying from New York for Christmas. Um, and I was flying through the worst connection ever. It was my first and last time. I was flying through Iceland. <laughs> oh, no. And we were flying from New York to Iceland. And we had such a terrible turbulences. That was the first and last time I ever felt sick on a plane. Like it was like roller coaster. Like we were literally oh. dropping. No. <laughs> so 
I I get that because I was like I was so terrified back then like flying um but then it was okay um I but like I feel you Jill like I feel so a quick digression on my side for, for our listeners uh, is that I actually started traveling with my parents when I was around four years old. Uh, I did Croatia, the plus of European Union is that uh, the borders are open. So the traveling is a little easier. And I visited a couple of countries outside of Europe with them. Um, and then I had this crazy idea that I'm going to fly across the globe for university. Yay. <laughs> um, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I feel like that was the first time like I was actually on a plane all by myself when I was flying that connection with the turbulences. Like that was the first time because I flew to US with, with my sister. That flight was the first time I flied alone and I was so afraid like to make the connection. Do you have any like crazy travel stories? I think the sinkhole is probably the craziest. Um, another, we minorly missed, like we just missed being hit by a hurricane uh, when I was in Florida again. We didn't like know when the hurricane was going to hit. And we knew like, we knew like a few days in that it was coming, but we didn't realize how close it was going to be. I think we missed it. I think we missed it by like a day or two. I don't know if you had ticket planes for that one or where it was it just like, oh, the hurricane is coming. We get, we have to get them. We had tickets already uh, to go. Like we were already, we, we were going. <laughs> um, but we found out a few days into uh the trip that there was going to be like you know a significant hurricane because we knew that like you know like when you get you hear about hurricanes like you always hear like they're off in the ocean and like you don't know if they're going to hit and like you don't know if they're going to make like make it to the to land so like we knew there was one out in the ocean but like we didn't like nobody knew if it was going to hit land so we found out we found out a few days then that it was it was it was coming it was starting to head our way. We just didn't know when it was going to hit. But like I said, we missed it by a couple of days, I think. Like for me, that's the COVID travel one. Because, you know, I had those where like my plane was delayed and I was running for the airport on a connection. Um, I honestly think I made the one time I made a world record when it comes to <laughs> running with my suitcase. But I feel like COVID was similar to your hurricane story because... Um, like when COVID first hit, like you didn't know how it's gonna go. Um, New York was yeah. really bad, but we had to kind of wait as international students for green light and and all of that. And Poland closed its borders, so I had Ooh. tickets with Polish airline, um, which then canceled my flight oh, twenty four hours before. So I had to. I booked a new one to Germany uh, with Lufthansa and I was like, in a, and I was on my way in the airport in two hour time from the time that I booked the plane ticket, which was ridiculous. I remember and, that. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I remember that. And I flew to Germany. I remember because I was posting on my Instagram. I was like, 
guys, like, <laughs> I haven't slept in 18 hours, and uh-huh. I'm in France, and I'm in Munich, and now I'm taking four trains to Polish border. Um, because my parents were not that they don't love you and they didn't want to pick me up from Germany. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, there was just because European because of European Union, we are also used to not having border control. People were not prepared for that border control to come back. Um, mm-hmm. so just the traffic to the border was insane so they were like it just makes more sense for you to cross and for us to pick you up on the other side and of course like I had an hour and a half drive by car oh. and I was hungry and and all of that and I haven't slept in 36 hours oh. I remember I was in a on the airport and I was kind of repacking my luggage mm-hmm. a little bit because when I was flying out I just kind of threw everything in there mm-hmm. and I was like okay I have to change because <laughs> 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 obviously I didn't plan to, pl- to fly on that day so I was in the most uncomfortable airport outfit ever because you said you fly- mm-hmm. flew a lot is there something like a flying traveling outfit exists in your wardrobe uh it's sweatpants is it jeans what are we presenting there joe so i'm jealous of the people who like get really dolled up like airport fashion like some people like are in the airport and like they look like they'd be like on the runway i am not one of those people (laughs) i want to be comfortable uh, a lot of times on planes, I'm freezing, uh, so I always have layers, and I'll bring sweatshirts with me. I'm usually in sweatpants. Sometimes I'm in jeans. Typically not, depending on how long the flight is. Uh, like when I went to Rome with St. John's, I was in sweatpants the entire time, <laughs> and I wore makeup on that flight, and I shouldn't have because when I got there, my makeup was a mess. I was like, it looked like I was on like a 10 hour flight. <laughs> um, I don't blame you because I typically don't walk out in sweatpants. However, on those long distance flights between Europe and US, that's a very rare occasion. You will see me in sweatpants. Uh, Leggings, like just comfortable clothing. Like if you're going to be sitting down for an extended period of time, you don't want to be uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, and something that I've noticed about myself when I was sitting in the airport is that I do really have that airport outfit or two. Like, it's the most comfortable shirt, designed shirt to fly in because yes. this is the most comfortable one. Those are the most comfortable pants, and this is the most comfortable sweater or pullover or whatever. Exactly. Um, mentioned going to Rome. Yes. <laughs> I... So I know that story, okay? I know <laughs> it was stressful for Jill. Yes. It was, it was oof. I, I know it wasn't easy. What, what made you stress on that trip? What's, what's something that, like, you wish you knew? Get euros in America. Get them here. Get them before you go. Because I did not get them before I went. And... And then I had no idea where to get them <laughs> um, because we were in the airport and then we were rushing to go 
to like our buses to get to the St. John's campus in Rome. And I was like, they were like, oh, you'll find like a bunch of places where you can get euros uh, in the city. So don't worry about it. And then I was like, we got to the campus and I was like, so where should I go? And they were like, find place. I was like, Oop. so we found a Western Union by the Vatican. And that's where I ended up getting all of my euros. But like for the first few hours, I was nervous because I was like, my phone plan, my international plan that I had put on my phone was not working. So I had no way to contact uh, anyone on my phone without Wi-Fi. And since, you know, you're going from like the airport and you're going to the campus and then the campus had to verify uh, in Rome that you were there to give you access to the Wi-Fi. So that took a few hours. So I was borrowing my friend's phone. I was like, I gotta let my dad know that I made it. Like, I'm fine. I did not crash into the Atlantic. Whatever currency that you need, I would suggest getting it before you go. Because if you, like, you need to, like, ask around to find, like, exchange places. Because, you know, everyone there is using their currency. They're not going to accept American dollars. So it's, it took, I took about an hour to find like the Western Union and to figure out, okay, I need this and this to get to the Euros, to get the exchange. And it's just very stressful. I remember I traveled to Thailand and they were like, go with US dollars, it's gonna be fine. And when we go there, they showed up that you have to have the Thai currency. Like we were also in that situation where we were looking. It can be definitely stressful. And something that you mentioned, and the issues that you run into is another thing. Check how your cell phone provider works yeah. abroad and check if you have internet data because you may think like, oh, I don't need, probably oh, my hotel is going to have Wi-Fi and my airport's going to have Wi-Fi. Trust me, not every airport has wonderful Wi-Fi. So that's the problem number one. So, for example, when we first came in um, to to US, uh, like a text message was like four dollars each. Really? Yes. And oh my god! Like when I fly in, I always like exchange my SIM card on the plane or like right yeah. after I land because uh, and i always make sure that i'm on my plan so like i can like you know order an uber or a car or whatever from the airport and i'm not dying so definitely like check <laughs> out make sure it works like ask million questions and if there's an option to buy data they buy data so how did you s solve your phone issue i did not i had did not have a phone while i was there I only was able to text and FaceTime when I was at the St. John's campus because I had the Wi-Fi connection. The thing was is that my data plan doesn't include international. So when we called, they were like, oh, well, there's this uh, add-on fee, which wasn't, you know, it was $10, no big deal. And we were like, great, like, you know, add it on, you know, no big deal. Uh, it was like un it was like unlimited texting and then like 250 minutes of voice, which was like, who's who's gonna need 250 minutes of voice? I'm only gonna be there for a week, and you know wasn't wasn't worried about it. They're like, turn off your phone on the plane. When you get to Rome, it you'll have service. It'll be fine. No big deal. 
got to Rome, turned off airplane mode. They, uh, my dad had called and they were like, uh, you're out of luck. <laughs> like, we don't know why it's not working. So yeah, I, I was there. I didn't have any uh, service, but like I said, I was able to get in touch with my dad and everything while I was at the campus after they had approved us for the Wi-Fi because you need to be approved or anything. And back to the money, they said, they said like there was no big deal to get money in Rome. And to be honest, after you found like the place to find like the exchange, it wasn't too bad, but I was just a nervous wreck because we had been up. We, I think we calculated it to about 42 hours that we were up and like we did not sleep have like did you heard from other students like any pickpocketing things happening because I remember when I was in Rome also with St. John's like we had one girl who oh my gosh that's she thought for example someone stole her laptop she was like ready to blame the hotel that they stole her laptop and all (laughs) of that and after a week because we, because we were in Rome, but we flew into another place, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, you stole my! Like, how did that happen?" Blah, she blah. forgot it. <laughs> and then it's she called the airport, and it shows up that when you go for security, she left it in a security bin. Oh my god! <laughs> the airport, so she just had to like go to the airport when we were back. But it was it was just a ridiculous story, to be honest. Uh, but I had instance when I was in Barcelona with my with like school trip in high school, no, no last year of middle school or something like that. And we were walking the streets and I was with like two friends and um, it, there was an older lady that bumped into us. Mm-hmm. Um, and she started shouting at, at a friend she bumped into okay. um, and we were terrified because she was like shouting at us in Spanish and then we later like figured out that another guy like went from the back and stole my friend's um. uh, uh, wallet and it's just it's it, it's the crazy experience, it's like one of those heists you watch in a, in a TV where someone <laughs> bumps into you and the other person just like smoothly, because yeah. we didn't notice him. But we just kind of figured this out. So another tip um, and trick is to remember to be careful, not yeah. hold your money and credit cards in one place. Also don't hold nope. them in outside pockets. Nope probably in a deep one Mm -hmm. um so be careful okay everyone be careful like is there anything else that you wish or like it's really stressful for you and you wish it could have been like avoided i want to be a traveler like i want to be an avid traveler i want to be like when i was young again and could just throw me on a plane and i can go anywhere which is something that I am working on, hopefully, post-COVID. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I mean, I wish I had my phone while I was in Rome. <laughs> like, that, I think that was probably the worst part, just because I was a nervous wreck. It was my first time going someplace outside of the United States. And 
while I was with a bunch of people, it was just still a very stressful experience for me. The culture barrier, like, it really wasn't bad. Like, the one thing that shocked me the most, surprisingly, was the fact that their ambulance, like, tone, like, the the alarm sound for their ambulance is completely different than American ambulances. That was the one thing that threw me off, but we were able to, a lot of people in Rome spoke English, so we didn't have too much of an issue with a language barrier. And some of, a couple of the kids on the trip with me, a couple of my friends, they spoke Italian or they spoke like, they were either fluent or they knew enough to like get us like hey like we want a table or hey could you can we have this or that like we were able to make it through with no issue in terms of language that's amazing and also like i feel like it's um it's a tip for all the college kids that may be listening to us if you're considering study abroad program i would recommend giving your language requirement for when you're there and learn a language because the locals will look at you differently if you have that friend or you are that friend that is able to like you know say a basic phrases like even if you can't hold the whole conversation like it's still you're better perceived Mm-hmm. um so like that's definitely something that i would recommend i'm happy you didn't have any issues with that um yeah i i had a really great time uh the third day in after i had been there for three days and sort of calmed down and like came to terms that i was actually in rome and actually was in a place and walking a sh- walking the streets that people have walked for thousands of years like that was wild. Like that was absolutely amazing. We were the the place where I really just like opened up and actually started enjoying like myself and was not anxious anymore was the Villa Borghese. So if you ever end up in Rome and you want to see a gorgeous park overlooking the city and just absolutely fantastic views and just absolutely stunning, Villa Borghese. It's in the city. It's I want to say it's in the city center. I also really much enjoyed that part. So definitely recommending, but remember to book tickets in advance for that one. I feel like I wanted to ask you about the cultural difference because um, one of the people that I volunteered with uh, back in the day is now in France. And he like kind of shared the list of weird things that French people do. <laughs> and like, I'm European, so I looked at the list and I was like, there's nothing there that shocks me. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the things like I, I wouldn't even like pay attention to because some of them were like something that um, I heard Americans complain um, at also in Rome, which is that the breakfasts in France and Italy and also Greece and Spain are sweet. So you're not getting really eggs and bacon, you're getting a cornetto or a croissant um, or pastry. And <laughs> he was like, I'm struggling. Where, where's the real breakfast? <laughs> um, <laughs> So I have no issue with that. (laughs) Literally, I did not have an issue at all with that. Uh, But 
across the street, if you ever end up uh, in Prati, uh, across the street from the St. John's campus is this pancake place called Vero. Oh my God. It is, I had it every single day while I was there. Also, the best pancakes I've ever had in my life. The also, food there was absolutely amazing. Also next to it, uh, for those who, um, who aren't sure where we're talking about, it's, uh, it's in Prati, it's near Vatican, and the street is called Via Mar Marcantonio Colonna. Um, and also next to the Vero, there's a brown and brown. And they have they the best too. cornetto con la crema in the whole freaking Italy. Like, <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, see, this is why Jill and I are friends, because we don't mind sweets for breakfast. Sweets are good Absolutely for the meal of the day. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that I still want to talk about when it comes to tips and tricks is packing. Do you hate packing? Do you struggle packing? Are you like one of those people that like overpacks a lot of things or are you the one that like strategizes, builds outfits, you know? What's the deal, Jill? <laughs> uh, I overpack. <laughs> I prepare for literally everything. Uh, I don't want to say I don't strategize because I will plan literally an outfit for everything. But when I say I plan for an outfit for everything, I mean I plan an outfit for everything. Jill went huh? to Rome and she was planning what if a beautiful prince bumps into me and wants to have a dinner. I have to have a dress. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm also one of those people, like when you get back from a trip, it's either the first day that I'm back that I am unpacking or it's two weeks later. <laughs> uh, Honestly, like I felt that because I usually like unpack the first day after, but this time around I just couldn't. So tired because I'm flying home for spring for for summer and for winter break, and <laughs> I only cleaned when like my suitcase became just like mountain because I started <laughs> the clothes and if I didn't like something I just wasn't rolling it back. Oh, mm -hmm. one travel hack that I have for everyone roll your things whether you're using travel cubes or you're just packing regularly roll them because it yeah. literally saves you space you can stack them if you have like a little space between like big items you can throw a small world t-shirt in there it really saves you space it's a mood okay sometimes we have to <laughs> overpack because then yes. it's not always good, but at the same time, like I've been in a situations where I was like, I, I didn't fuck this through. I packed a little too little. And now, mm -hmm. uh, hey, <laughs> I wasn't prepared that we are going to be doing that, for example. Um, so, so definitely. Also, the key is whenever you travel, take comfortable shoes, okay? Comfortable shoes. Definitely. And check the weather because yeah. I had like I went for a semester abroad to Rome and I had people who didn't predict that it's gonna get colder in Rome in December. Mm. Um, it's a different type of cold than like New York. It's a humid cold like my hair was extremely fluffy 
when I was there. Yeah, but also it's like it's not as cold in New York. It's gonna be like New York early spring, but it's gonna get colder. Like you're not gonna have a hundred degrees all year around. So then no. I would check that, and I would, and if you're booking your trip, and you see the prices are low so, somewhere, please check the weather, because I had friends who were like so proud that they booked a vacation somewhere, and it was raining season. <laughs> so, <laughs> so please, please, please pack accordingly, check accordingly. Um, Make sure you have the power adapter because the outlets are different in Europe. So make sure you bring your power adapter because you're not going to be able to plug your phone in unless you have a power adapter. Oh my God, that and one more thing. I don't carry power banks, okay? But have a freaking power yes. bank when you travel because yes. I will tell you a cautionary tale. I was flying through Amsterdam and I thought, okay, no problems. Those big planes always have a USB where you can charge your phone. I was flying with an older plane from Amsterdam and it didn't have a charging port. Oh, okay, no. time, I, fl- I, I was in New York. I had 19%, one nine. Okay, I didn't have a power bank with me, and I still ca- I still had to get to place I was I was renting because I flew earlier than the semester, so I was renting a place out for a week. That was of course before COVID, um, mm-hmm. and I was just I was terrified, and uh, so for everyone out there, have a power bank. Don't take. Uh, you know, charging ports on the airport or on the plane for granted. Have it with you, please. Learn on yeah. my mistakes because I was terrified. Now I always have it. Something that I wanted to talk about with you, since this is a girl's chat, um, <laughs> is like, does being a woman makes you more stressed when traveling? Or like, if you would travel alone, would you be stressed? Because I, I feel like I traveled alone more than you did. But like, was there, was there a time like in Rome or at night or somewhere that you were like, I, I don't really feel the vibe? in Rome I made a group of friends uh I think I want to say there was like 10 of us yeah it was about 10 of us uh at least 10 of us we were there we moved in a pack (laughs) we did not go anywhere with by ourselves we always had at least one other person with us uh just because we were nervous because it all, for the most part, all of us, it was our first time out of the United States. And if I'm going anywhere uh, in a place that I am not particularly familiar with, I would like to be with somebody else. That's just me, at least one other person. Uh, even just going to the city, I don't like going by, I don't like going by myself. I like to move in packs. <laughs> but do you feel like it's, it's something that you just like do personally? Because like, you know that that's okay too or do you feel like there's 
do you feel more stressed because you're a young woman? I find safety in numbers, especially, I mean, you know, there's crazy people out there, so. Um, I feel like if Jill would watch like from a hidden camera, my solo travels, it would be her personal horror movie. Um, <laughs> because um i do travel a lot alone so when i was in rome i i did like a short alone trip a day uh, something like that um i went to greece to visit my friend but i was there for two days alone mm -hmm. before i kind of reached her um i moved to New York alone. Um, I went to Boston alone. Uh, now I I'm give you so much credit. You have no <laughs> idea because I'm just a, I'm an anxious traveler. That's just me. And so I like having people there, but I would love to travel alone. Like I would love to do it because that's a level of independence that like I strive for. And I give you. I literally love that you have that. Like I agree with you because often people when you tell them like, oh, I'm I'm going somewhere like alone. They are like, oh my God, like that has to be the worst thing ever. And like, as, as you were saying, like it gives you a level of independence. So it's okay if it's not your cup of tea, but I feel like there's a lot of people out there where like traveling alone can really make you comfortable with being yourself, yeah. you know, and kind of Definitely. embracing being able to enjoy your own company. Don't worry, Jill, we'll get you there. We'll get you there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's my goal. It's my goal to become a better traveler because I want to see so many things and go to so many places and I just need to get, I need to get over it. But, like I need but, to just But like at the same time, like I really appreciate your perspective because I'm not going to lie, traveling alone as a woman is sometimes very scary. Like, yeah, I mean... Like, cause I like having people around me because I don't like, like, I want to travel alone, but as where I am right now, I, I'm not crazy about it. Like, when you know that you, like, if anything happens, like, you're in an airport, there's security, like, there's, like, you're going to be okay. But when you're out in the city and let's say you're taking, like, it's a quiet street or something like that, it's like, okay, speed walk. <laughs> Yeah, he's in works episode of female safety and we'll talk about it more in depth. But it's just like scary that like, you know, we don't only have to talk that if it would be boys chat, we could be talking about, you know, picking destinations and all that. But like, because it's a girl no show, big deal. <laughs> like, like, like everywhere we have to talk about this female safety and it's scary. Yeah, the standards are definitely different. So be safe be safe out there definitely something that i'm doing if you're curious like if anyone listening is curious about traveling alone um some of the tips that i've learned that are calming my nerves is if i i really like airbnb it's really great in europe especially but i would recommend it if you're traveling with someone if you're traveling alone like i i'm I know that 99.9% .9 of them are super safe, but like I personally, when I travel alone, I feel safer in a hotel. Yes, it costs me a little more money, 
but that's definitely something that you can do that you have that you know that you have the reception desk you can reach out at any time you know and things like that um it's also a little safer with living your things and also if it's like late at night and you're going somewhere and you're going to a neighborhood that you especially like you didn't go at night yet it can be mm -hmm. another like kind of good idea to to call that uber again it's a little more money but you can yourself feel safer um and that feeling of safety is definitely a good thing and something that should be a priority when i was in rome like i said we moved we moved in like a pack like we never went anywhere by ourselves like we always had at least one person with us but when i was in rome they had like military setup like all over the city like they have like tanks and like machine guns and stuff like people in uniform so i mean if anything was to happen you know there are people there who will help you and i mean rome at night it's pretty like it's pretty busy like there's a lot of people because we went at we went just after christmas so the lights and chris like the christmas tree were still up and everything else and they had like the little night market and stuff so when there's like a lot of people around it's it's better at night i want to say just because like if anything goes wrong like at least there's people there maybe know that they could help you and stuff so i definitely felt that because at night when i took like an uber in boston to a restaurant i went out and the busy and the street was so quiet and mm -hmm. i was like oh my god God, I took that Uber because I would, <laughs> I would be a little freaked, a little. Um, do you have any last words of wisdom? To be honest, if you're a nervous traveler like me, just, I, I don't know, push yourself to do it. Because in the end, it's rewarding. Like, you may be a nervous wreck for the first three days like that you were there, just like me. But it's... It's like an experience that you'll never be able to replicate again. It's just, there's a whole lot of world out there and there's so many things to do. Uh, TikTok has so many travel videos with like little hole in the wall places for food and like entertainment and shops and stuff that like you would never find on like just a regular like street. Yeah, have have confidence in yourself and work towards getting past the anxiety or at least being able to push yourself to go and do stuff I like that's that's what I did when I was when went to Rome I was pushing myself out of my comfort zone I had never been I'd never been abroad before and I was like I gotta do it I've always seen always wanted always seen rome always wanted to go roman holiday is like one of my favorite classic movies uh and now like that i'm back and i see uh like movies based in rome or even just the news i'm like oh i've been there like oh i've seen that or uh that's like that's where i did this or that's where i did that or things like that like it's it's something that you can't replace yes and from all my anxious control freak travelers definitely just have a plan you know definitely <laughs>
I definitely. have a best friend who like book a plane ticket and go on a plane without booking a place to stay yet. And oh, she- I could never. It's everything. And I could never too because like I'm experienced traveler, but I like to have that safety net. You know, definitely. I like to have at least a place to stay and things like that. The, la- the very last fun question is what uh, like what are a couple of places that you really really want to go whether in the US or outside um, that are like on your bucket list and you want not necessarily this year next year but like in general like what what are the pl- dream places maybe will inspire our listeners I want to be in Ireland during St. Patrick's Day that is a goal of mine I want to be there during St. Patrick's Day. I think it would be like the best thing ever. Like, I think it's just going to be so much fun. I love Ireland. Like, I would love to go there one day. Thanks to COVID, I wasn't able to go because it was on my list while I was at St. John's. I was supposed to go to Ireland. I was supposed to go to Paris. But Ireland is on my list. And another place that is not so common is the Lofoten Islands in Norway. They are up near the Arctic Circle. It's like one of the last places in Norway before the Arctic Circle. But my family came from there. My great-great-grandmother lived there and she had a ton of siblings and stuff. So I must have family there. It's absolutely stunning. It's, I love nature and like everything in the Lofoten Islands has to do with nature the the lights the northern lights the the hiking the kayaking there's a bunch of orcas always seeming to be in the bay and like interacting with the wildlife and everything else would be just oof, it'd be amazing i would love to i'd, I'd love to go there <laughs> um okay everyone this is how you f- you know you failed as an international student friend when you make an American friend and she doesn't mention your country as a place she wants to go, this is this is how you know you failed, people. <laughs> um, I'll come on a visit, Daria. I swear. I'm coming. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I'm okay, coming to visit. But, but all of those are very valid, so I'm gonna give you that. Um, I want to see the turtles. I, I want to meet the turtles. <laughs> oh yeah, because um, just in case, <laughs> turtles aren't national Polish animal, but I have two at my home. That's why my they're so animals. cute. Yes, they are. Um, I guess, like on my bucket list, I visited a lot of European countries. Actually, Ireland is also on my bucket list because I was doing a research grant and I was supposed to go, and then COVID happened, and I didn't go, and I'm very frustrated with that. LA is on my bucket list <coughs> and hopefully we're gonna make this work this semester if COVID allows me to. Um, Australia is also on my bucket list. Yes, I want to go visit uh, Steve Irwin Zoo. I want to visit Australia Zoo. That is a goal in my life. I would like to see the Irwins in action. I grew up watching the Crocodile Hunter, so that, that's, a, that's a big one. See, Jill, so maybe I'm going to plan that trip and I'm going to be your buddy. How? <laughs> um, 
Thank you so much, Dale. Um, I hope everyone uh, enjoyed listening to this episode. I hope we gave you some interesting advice, shared some stories. If there's anything you want to hear us talk about on the podcast, please let us know at the Bolt SJU Instagram. Uh, and also both me and Jill are actually writers slash Jill is an editor um, for the college magazine. So you can also, if you've enjoyed these conversations, if you're enjoying me being your host or Jill being here, <laughs> um, we are sharing much more there. So go check out college magazine um, and their articles and see you in the next episode.